Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zenashe. I am a coach, a catalyst, and a conduit who launches humanity into greatness by accelerating mindset changes and replacing limitations with possibilities. So I am here with another person who works with trying to get people to live their best lives, Tiffany Chanel. And she, I know she shares her story in different ways. She has a Facebook group. So today we're actually going to be talking about the law of gestation, which is also called the law of process, which is in that umbrella of law of attraction, divine laws kind of things. Um, and just to kind of start us off, we all are already familiar with the law of gestation because we know that gestation is like a seed going to that full grown tree or plant. And there is a process of time when it's developing and every seed has its own gestation period. You know, for example, a baby is nine months, um, a human baby, but other animals can be, you know, uh, elephant, I think is like 600 and something days and a mouse is like 30 days or something like that. So every seed has its own time period. And, you know, we're in January now. And a lot of people, this is that time when they're putting their, you know, new year, new me, you know, um, ideas out there. They're doing their vision boards they're They've got their goals. And, and it's, there's a horrible track record with people just sticking with it for about seven days. How, how are you generally on? following through with your new year's resolutions or do you do them? Well, hello everyone. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I do do, I set intentions. And when I, I set about three of them, that's, that's more very macro or broad. And I call it a definite aim, but yes, I definitely set an intention. I worked the same one for 365 days and I, I love it. I work with it daily. Okay. I like that. I like that idea. I, I set an intention. That's a great way of putting it. I like that. Um, I have not, I, I actually am going to be releasing a planner later on the day. So I actually haven't sat down to write any goals for this year as of yet. Um, so that's going to be on my list of things to do once I get my own planner in my hands, because I've actually been using someone else's planner. You know, I bought planners for the last three years and I had never used them before then, you know, but um, after I got used to it, I was like, I like this planner thing, but I need more stuff. I need places to put my dreams, my affirmations, you know, to journal, to do other things that are not in this planner. So I actually create my own. But I, I love the idea of intentions in my planner. I actually put at the top of each day a grounding concept, you know, kind of what am I going to ground myself in? What am I going to focus on that day or what is going to kind of guide my intention for the day? You know, as I get up in the morning and kind of think about my my intention for the day, my my focus for the day. So I like that having an intention for the year. That's pretty cool and focusing on it every day. So how did you come up with that idea of having an intention or three intentions for the year? Where did that come from? Okay, so let me let me make the correction. It's actually called a definite aim. Okay. So I, I study with uh, Napoleon Hill. He's the author of Think and Grow Rich. And I think he's also the author of my favorite book, outwitting the devil. And so um, Napoleon Hill teaches this concept, having a definite aim. He says one of the greatest failures in life is anyone who doesn't have a definite aim. And so for the last, this is my third year doing this um, system. And so the, you set a definite aim. And I, I said, um, I, sometimes when I talk to other people about it, I encourage to set a internal definite aim and an external definite aim. So the internal definite aim um, for me, I love the fruits of the spirit. And so um, I have been just like studying those. And so just when I say internal, I mean like something that you can't see, like something character wise. 
So I tell people, I, I just started my Facebook group, like you mentioned, and so I'm getting ready to kind of talk to them about this. I haven't talked to them about this yet. You're the first person I'm kind of like going in details with on a podcast about it. So I'm excited. So um, excuse me if I'm a little too excited. But um, so I'm going over it with them and encouraging them to consider choosing a internal character characteristics and I'm encouraging to choose encouraging them to choose patience. I'm a strong advocate for patience because patience um, has been very helpful to me in um, being becoming one with peace. And so before we get onto the journey of all the rest of the stuff that the world has to offer us, <laughs> I found it beneficial to um, really cultivate patience. And so picking a definite aim like patience and then picking maybe a more external goal, something more in the physical. So um, that's what I've been doing. And like I say, um, being able to, like whenever people ask me like, what's your goal? What should, I know exactly what it is. And, and so I, I never have to think about it. And then the way the system that I use that I'm gonna be teaching in my group, the, that system, you take 45 days to come up with this plan or this definite aim. So it's not something that you just, you just pick this definite aim and you stick with it. You actually have to take the time to cultivate the definite aim. You get 45 whole days to really, you know, if one, if something comes to mind and it's a good way to practice becoming one with your own inner voice and being able to listen to your intuition and listen to yourself. If an idea comes, like, I think maybe I should work on this. Like, are you going to take the time to write it down? And then you, well, in my experience, I continually get notions like, okay, I want you to edit it in this way. It's not supposed to say this, add this to it, take this away. So at the end of the 45 days, it's like, I, I took the time to really let my inner voice help me figure out what is the definite aim that I should be focusing on right now. So that is how I, I hope that, I don't know if that answered your question, but that's how I, um, pick my definite aim and I do pick the definite aim and uh, it's a it's an eight-step process when it comes to me just stating um, it's always internal characteristics and then maybe later on down the line for me I've been doing I, I, I may be a little uh, I love the internal characteristics more so so far I've always been just focusing on mainly like internal characteristics and so now I'm just now getting to figuring out the business side of it. I, I don't even know how to talk about the word business, but I'm figuring out all the other parts. So um, I've enjoyed it. Okay. And Gretchen Mittler is saying greetings to us. So hi, Gretchen. Thank you for watching. I'm, you know, I'm super excited that you said patience because that ties directly into the law of gestation because the law of gestation basically says, that everything begins as a seed and you know even your intention to work on patience that's a mental seed that's a desire and then we have to plant that seed um that planting can't be putting it you know in a journal writing it down on our vision board it could be speaking about it it could be um it could be even investing for example Let's say you want to save $3,000 this year. So that first seed could be the first $25 you put in your bank account toward that goal. But the thing is, we have to be patient because unless you're going to you know, save that $3,000 today, it's going to take you a while to get to that goal. And you have to be consistent. And um, some, some of us, we live in an instantaneous society. We can do DoorDash and have something appear at our house. We can do Amazon Prime and have something tomorrow or in two days. But most times with our goals, they don't happen that quickly. They take a process of time. And it also is a process of change within us. It's a mindset change. Sometimes it's a, it's a habit change. And that also takes time. You know, they say that it takes generally, you know, 90 days um, or more to make a new habit, at least 30 days of consistency. But most times it's triple that because we don't follow through. 
-hmm. you know, and so we end up having to restart and restart and restart. And so part of that law of attraction is also realizing, okay, whatever I'm trying to manifest doesn't always happen overnight. And there is a process of action. There's a process of staying consistent. There's a process of continually visualizing, but there's also a process of letting it go and, and not being so tightly worried about it, holding on to it. You have to let it go because, you know, you can't dig up the seed and keep seeing how it's growing. You got to let the seed do what the seed's going to do, you know? So, um, and I, I just had a, a, a interesting experience with that because I just released a children's book right recently. This is actually the cover of the children's book. And um, normally when I release a book, I'm doing all of this work, you know, I'm, I'm putting out all of these, these visuals and reels and I'm setting up a book signing and I'm doing this and that and the other. But, uh, one of the goals I had at the end of the year was to do a juice cleanse. So I released the book on December 16th and I had done a, a whole bunch of work up to that point, but I wanted to keep pushing through Christmas, push all the way through, Jan you know, January 1st. And I said, okay, well, Christmas just happened. Let me do this juice cleanse on December 26th. That sounds like a great day. You know what I mean? And I took those three juices and the next day I was in bed. Like <laughs> I was, I was wiped out. I had no energy. Uh, I'm glad I did it. The juices were wonderful. They were, they, they tasted delicious. I did juice in the raw and I, I bought actually nine days worth of juices. I did one day, but I ended up in the bed that whole next day and I was not back to normal until January 1st. I was just really like I had a caffeine headache out of this world, you know, and I was just so, so weak. So I didn't even pick up my phone, much less worry about, you know, promoting the book or anything. And then I look up on January 1st and that book that I just showed you, was actually the number one Kindle new release in children's books on values. And, and I was like, look at the universe because here I had put the seeds out there. I had done all of the book launch work. I had done all that, but I was literally recuperating from this detox that I did. And the universe was still doing its thing. It was taking those seeds and it was doing what it needed to do, you know? And and that kind of reminded me that we just sometimes have to just have faith. If we do our part, then sometimes we just let things go. And sometimes the universe reminds us, I got this, you know, I got this. You, you were led to do your juice cleanse. And now I'm in a whole different state of mind because I'm going through menopause. So like I was eating everything under the sun. I could not stop eating. I was like, I need to do something because this appetite I have is crazy. And now my appetite is like, it's like, you know, non-existent. Like, like I could eat a bowl of cereal and be good for five hours, you know, just for one little bowl of cereal and like a half a cup of, of grains or whatever. So it just reminded me of the fact that if you let the process happen, you don't necessarily need to know how the seed is going to develop. You don't necessarily know when the rain is coming, when the sun is coming. You just need to have put the seed there and put, you know, lay, you did the groundwork, you prepared the soil, you put the fertilizer down, you know what I'm saying? You did what you could do and then you have to take your hands off and let, let the universe, let God do, you know, what needs to be done to bring it to fruition. You know, so have you seen that happen in your life where you've been reminded that sometimes you just have to let things go and let them happen and, and be patient as you were saying. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's my favorite part. Um, I call it surrender, you know, that's mm. surrendering where it's just like, you know, I did what I did, you know, I did what I was told to do. And then just, I, I also been studying like getting in the flow, right. Just being in the flow. And then there is no tension. There's no strain there. It's just, going forward in the flow. Um, so yeah, I and, and then the thing about that space, to me, it's safe. And it is, like you mentioned the word faith, 
And it's like you have you just have to have trust, right? You just trust that everything is gonna be what it needs to be. And so yeah, I'm 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 familiar with that letting go. Um like I said, that's my favorite part. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be what it'll be. <laughs> I, I like that word surrender. That that word surrender was, um, I guess you could say, kind of the theme of my 2022 because I had a lot of goals and it seemed like the universe kept saying, wait and go do this instead. You know, you're not going to get this that you wanted over here. I'm going to divert you over here for right now and go do this. But in the process of doing this other thing that was not even on my agenda, I actually ended up developing skills that I needed, developing um, mindset shifts that I needed. Because sometimes we don't even know how to get to where we want to be. Like we have this ABC plan, but really it's going to be an ABCX, DEFGI. It's going to kind of be a zigzag plan. It's, it's not a straight shot. Exactly. And, and so sometimes what looks like a detour, when I look back, I'm like, I really needed that detour because I needed to meet that person. I needed to have that conversation. I needed to have that insight. I needed to have that particular, you know, experience. So now that when I come back over here, I come back with more, insight or maturity or more whatever it is to help with this issue you know yeah and i i think that's so important on the journey i think i saw something one time where they were like notice what you're what you're attracted to notice what you spend time with so you know if i feel led to like you said it's not on my list but it is productive and constructive and you know it's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm going to go do this. And then, like you said, somehow it fits into the puzzle somewhere. And so I think that's about that, like you mentioned, being in the flow, letting go, not being so particular, you know, being able to be flexible. I think that's uh, important. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I remember reading somewhere, I don't remember where it was, they were talking about that our human body is something like 80-something percent water. And so we have to flow. We have to flow with nature. Um, we have to flow with just life and realize there are ebbs and flows. You know, sometimes I, I think about the full moon, you know, in the full moon, some people react very differently. You know, they may, their, their energy may be different. They may be more hyper or they may be more chill. Um, Sometimes with different seasons, when the when, when our daylight savings time happens and they take that hour away from us, you know, so sometimes I think we have to remember that we are human beings and human beings are tied to nature. You know, the sun, the wind, the rain, the cold, the heat, all of those things can affect us and we have to flow with it. So sometimes we're not we're not operating the same way because what's going on outside in the natural world is not the same. And we have to adjust ourselves to that. And that's something that I've learned. Sometimes I'm going to be sleepier because it's, it's cold and it's white rainy outside and it affects my mood. And I, I just have accepted. Sometimes I can't just push through. Sometimes I have to realize that I am a natural being. And just like the plants outside are affected just because I'm indoors doesn't mean that I'm not affected you know, right. by those things. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's, that's a reminder for me. So yeah. Um, I always talk about like life, like you said, there's always those ebbs and flows. And so being able to balance things out and um, I always talk about, you know, being able to benefit no matter what ebb or what flow, being able to make it useful. Time for rest, time for relaxation, Time for nourishment, like no, and and um, I call myself wise counsel because I'm always talking about knowing, having the wisdom to know when to do what, and so that's what patience and wait. I always say patience is not just twiddling your thumb, not knowing what to do. It's about knowing how to wait well. So when it's when we just state our dreams, it's for me in my experience, it's like you have to know what to do when, and it takes wisdom for that. 
And it takes being able to surrender. It takes being able to go with the flow. It takes being able to know, like you said, this is what's going on out in nature. So yeah, it makes sense that I'm more relaxed. It makes sense that I want to sip tea and read a book and I haven't, I'm not feeling as creative as I might feel at another time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm learning more about nature and understanding my relationship to nature. And like you mentioned about being the body being, um, so much water and how that relates to the flow. I hadn't, um, considered it in that way. Awesome. Yeah. Um, just realizing that we we're not separate from nature we're part of nature and that's something that as i've gotten more in tune um and sometimes i realize when i get a little too hyper or too stressed i need to just stop and go take a walk in nature and calm myself down and let let the breeze be moving around me you know feel my you know ground myself feel the earth beneath my feet and feel that everything is in its timing. If you're, if you're looking at nature, nature is not hurried. It, there is a process. You know, the birds get up at a certain time and they do their hunting and then they rest. You know, animals know how to rest. They know how to, to kick it into high gear and hunt and, and store and do what they need to do. But they also know how to play and rest and if you watch nature or even if you watch children babies they know how to sleep when they're sleepy eat when they're hungry you know express their emotions you know we sometimes act like machines and we're not we're not machines you know we are human beings and we need those cycles of rest and rejuvenation we need to play we need to laugh you know we need to smile. We need to relax. So in, you know, especially in America, I, I've heard the saying that we don't even take our vacations. Yeah. We're so worried about being seen as lazy or being seen as unproductive that we won't even take our sick day. We'll come to work sick. We'll work through our vacations. And other people in the world are like, why are you guys doing that? You have these sick days, take them. You have these vacation days, take them. And, and we sometimes are so, so busy trying to prove ourselves that we're harming ourselves. And I think that another big push recently has been for self-care. Yes. That's my favorite. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, I used to be one of those people that I would feel guilty if I was resting. I would feel like, People are going to think I'm lazy. People are going to think I'm um, unproductive. Like I was, who is they anyway? I don't know who they is, but I'm always worried about this person watching me thinking I'm not getting enough done in a day, you know? And, and then I eventually I had to say to myself, okay, I'm going to come up with my agenda and I'm going to have the things that I really want to get done and I'm going to stop. And I'm going to rest when this stuff is done. And I'm not going to push myself till midnight every night or 1 a.m. And then get up at five the next morning yeah. and wonder why I'm tired. You yeah. know? Yeah. I'm work That's what I'm working on in 2023. My, my sleep hygiene, it has to get better. But it, I saw so I'm figuring that out. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, I just wanted to add that um, sometimes in my experience, when it comes to being someone who can kind of feel what my body needs and sometimes my body might need rest or whatever. And for me, I coexist in a, in a different type of spaces. And so I do have days that will, uh, you know, voice how they feel and they, they're not familiar with it. And so, like you said, like being able to have that inner dialogue, talk with myself to where, okay, this is what I said I'm going to do. It just and I can't be uncomfortable based upon someone else's uncomfortability. You know, I don't have to just I, I don't have. To, and so that inner peace is important. So, first of all, I'm not moved by the fact that I'm around people who don't understand rest. They don't understand what I need currently, you know. So um, that has been very interesting because I thank goodness I've been able to get out of that matrix where it's like I need to be doing, doing, doing. I need to look busy. I need to look a certain way. I don't 
I don't do that. I If I feel like this, I go with what I feel like. And I think that's based upon, like you mentioned, having that inner dialogue, the relationship with yourself, being able to figure out, okay, what do I need? Let me write down what I'm doing. And then any other opinions, we we hear them, we accept them, but they don't move what I already said, that grounding kind of thing. So um, I think being able to rest, being able to, like even knowing what I'm, what my body's asking for, like, okay, let me pay attention to the fact that my body's asking for rest right now. My body's asking for a book. It's asking for tea. It doesn't want to work. And then, so if I feel like working at night, fine. But the moment I start feeling like, okay, I'm done. Okay. Let me honor that and let me put it away. So uh, that, and, and I think it all kind of, in my experience, it kind of boils down to balance. And like I say, in, in balance takes wisdom <laughs> because, you know, we have to know when to do what. And we can we can have a lot of information, but if we don't know when to do what. And I think having that wisdom and having that balance comes from relationship. It comes from having that relationship with yourself, having that relationship with the definite aim, the seed that you planted, and knowing how everything connects, the interconnectedness of it all. And being able to balance it. I, I like that word balance. That word balance is very powerful. And, you know, um, I also was thinking about just going back to nature, the fact that we do have daytime and nighttime, you know, and if if nature were like us, it would be day all the time. You know what I mean? Because we, we, it would be pushing itself to, well, I can, I can get a few more hours of daylight. I can get a few more hours, you know, but it, it has its cycle. And of course we know different times of the year, we have more hours of daylight and less hours of daylight, you know, but that idea of balance and, and just being balanced within ourselves. And I love the fact that you said you're learning how to honor those internal dictates those internal feelings because we do have a lot of internal wisdom in our body and sometimes we're trained to ignore that we're trained that society somehow knows better than we do and that if others think that we can we should be able to rather than to say okay no I've had enough for today and I need to I need to take a breath I need to go stretch I need to go have a a, a glass of tea or a glass of wine or a glass of water you know, I need to put my feet up, you know, and, and I need to relax for the day, for the evening, you know, so that's, that's great that you're saying, Hey, I'm going to honor those internal feelings and even that internal voice. Cause a lot of us are trained to, to again, silence that and to feel like everybody else, what everybody else thinks or feels or wants is much more important than we are our own feelings, you know? And so that's a powerful thing, uh, you know, to give yourself permission and say, okay, there are enough hours in the day for me to get done what needs to get done. And this that somebody is saying is so critical is really not that critical. It can wait till tomorrow. You know, that's that's what I'm working on in 2023. I think they call that boundaries. And so mm. I'm hearing that word. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm having to figure out what that means, what that looks like in my life. And so, like you said, um, understanding what what you have to get done. And for me, with that, what I have to get done, I read this book, The 4-Hour Work Week. And so when it comes to, and I've read a couple other books because my thing has always been, I can't, I'm, I can't, I'm not made to be working around the clock. <laughs> I want to enjoy life. I want to enjoy family. I love people. I want to meet new people. I want to travel and I want to do that without. And so for me, systems. Right. So now and so basically because we have so much time, we have so much day, we have so much night. It's like, OK, let me prioritize. And I have to be just so mindful of, of what I'm doing with my time. Is it the most effective thing that's going to get the result? And so it's a lot of things to consider. <laughs> I just, the four hour work week was the last book that I finished right before, um, January 1st. I just finished reading that. And, um, it's one of the things that really impressed me from that book was this whole idea of why do we feel that, you know, everybody has to come into work 
everybody has to be on the same nine to five schedule when that may not be the most effective thing or that whole idea of just because your boss thinks that it should be done this way doesn't mean it's the most efficient way to do it. And, you know, he was trying to show people how to change things for their benefit to where they were spending less time in the office. They were doing things more efficiently and, and, and getting rid of some of the, like he was talking about getting rid of some of the emails and, and training people that you were only going to answer emails twice a day, you know, at certain times, rather than constantly checking every hour your email, you know, so that you could actually back things and use your time a little more effectively. So he was just giving some great advice on having, a, like you said, a process or a system or a, a plan in place. And, and even if your goal is to be here, having more time and more freedom and more money, how are you going to get there? And are you going to get there by changing jobs? Are you going to get there by doing more remote, remote work? Um, but having that, here's what I want to manifest. And then now how am I going to go through this law of gestation to get there? You know, and, and I thought it was, I, I think that that's one of the great things about living in the society we're living in right now where you have so many books, so many podcasts, so many people telling you, hey, this is how I freed myself from the rat race. Here's how I live differently than I used to live 5, 10, 15 years ago. And here's the process that you can follow if you want to follow in my footsteps. Here's some of the things that you can do to kind of cut some of this um, trial and error period out. You know, and I think that that's a really powerful thing. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And like you said about, like, um, understanding where you are now and how you're going to get there. I think it goes back to patience for me, because um, when it comes to, OK, I'm here, but I want to be here. I think a lot of I've read a lot of books, listened to a lot of people. And one thing that one of the my favorite things that I've taken away from all of that is that you have to be it right now. Mm. So and, and, and I'm dealing with that because I hear, like you say, I always I, there's so many other voices out there and somebody was like, well, you know, work as hard as you can now and then you'll eventually get there. So the key in that is for me, I, I ask everyone to consider do it your way. Right. Of course. And so we have to find out what feels good to us. And that comes through patience and it comes through trusting yourself and having that relationship with yourself. And the relationship with yourself comes from awareness, like being aware of what you're thinking, what you're feeling so that you can honor that. So if I'm thinking, OK, I want to have a four hour work week. I'm not at a four hour work week right now. One person said have to do the four hours right now. Just start living it now. Another person said work your way up to that. So then. Okay, those are all those external voices. I'm thankful for those external voices. I'm going to use those external voices. Now I'm going to go within myself and sit with it. And then and each person should do this for themselves, right? What I choose is not going to be what you choose or what the next person choose. So I go within myself and I ask myself, okay, so how do you feel? And then I, I get to explore. Okay, we'll try it this way. Okay, I don't like how that feels. So I, then I just keep figuring out what sits best for me. And so um, with the four-hour work week, I'm just looking forward to figuring it out and, and having fun while I figure it out, being patient while I figure it out and not and, and um, they talk about quantum leap and they say if you make a small change for seven days, it can pick up momentum. So when it comes to exploring and that's one of the fun things about being in a relationship with yourself, setting a, a, a seed and planting it and slowly going through the process, not rushing it, surrendering, flowing with it. Um, being able to uh being able to explore right self-discovery self-exploration figure out okay i want a four-hour work week do i just start the four-hour work week now and just figure out how to do that or do i do allow myself because i told myself i wasn't gonna work friday to monday i said i'm only gonna work tuesday wednesday and thursday <laughs> how's mm -hmm. that gonna happen i don't know i said well if I got to work 12 hours a day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday until I get to the four-hour work week. So my point is we all can just figure it out and enjoy figuring it out and never stop planting those seeds. Never, never stop taking care of that seed. You know, if it looked like the seed did and it ain't bringing it back to life, <laughs> 
water it, put it outside, do something. Um, You know, I like that when you were talking about if it looks like the seed is dead. You know, last year, one of the goals that I had was to go on a retreat. And there were three different retreats that came up in Facebook groups that I was a part of. And every time it came up, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the time. I just couldn't do it. And I was a little frustrated, but I said, you know what? I just believe that this is going to happen. It's a goal that I have. I want to go on a retreat. And um, so I'm just going to believe it's going to happen. So I was vending at the Shrine of the Black Madonna on January 1st. And um, I used to go to this class called Conversations in African Culture and History. And so one of the members of that class, he came up, he said, you know, I was just planning on reaching out to you recently. And he was like, I'm so glad I see you here. He was like, because we have a staff retreat for, you know, our, our business. And I want you to come do a workshop at the staff retreat. So I want you to come to the retreat and we're going to actually pay you to do this workshop. And you can also participate in, you know, as many of the retreat activities as you want to participate in. And I'm sitting there going, thank you, Lord. You know, so I'm sitting here vending and I'm not even thinking about the retreat. I'm not even thinking about the fact that I wanted to go on these three retreats, couldn't go. I would have had to pay my way. I would have had to pay for my, you know, my, my room and food and all that stuff at the retreat. Not only did I not have to pay, I got paid. Yes. And, and so, you know, one of the things that I've learned over the last several years, uh, four years, especially is about putting seeds out there. You know, we're talking about the law of gestation. That seed had been a seed in my heart for a year to go on a retreat. And I just believed that I was going to go. I had no idea when or how, but I just believed I was going to go. And I just put it aside. I just set that, I'm going to set that over there somewhere. It'll happen whenever it's time for it to happen. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Okay. I'm thankful that this is going to happen and, and then I'm th- I'm not even thinking about it, you know, and then I get blessed, you know, and, and I'm able to be a blessing. So, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that our gifts make room for us as a scripture, Bible, our gifts make room for us. So sometimes your gift will open up that door that you want to walk through and it'll make the way for you. You know, so I have the gift of putting on workshops as a consultant and, and, you know, dealing, helping people with journaling, helping people with goal setting, helping people with affirmations and, and, you know, those kind of things that build up your internal thought process and your self-esteem, you know, cause I'm, I'm a person who came from a low self-esteem background. And so I know quite a bit about building self-esteem and also healing you know, so sometimes it's our scars that actually help us to help other people who are scarred. And so, you know, I was just very grateful and thankful. And I was just like, you know, look at the universe, look at God, because I'm sitting here, like I said, bending, not even thinking about this retreat. And this man walks right up to me and, and offers me this opportunity. And I'm just very blessed, you know, and very thankful and grateful. And he has no idea that I've been wanting to go on a retreat for a year. You know what I mean? No idea at all. He's thinking about this is a person that I know that does workshops. I need somebody to come do a team building workshop. I'm going to get her. Yes. You know, so, and that's the whole, let's talk about speeds again. Networking. Oh, yes. You know, the the people say your net worth is tied to your network. Uh And so when you're out there and you're building relationships, not even with any intention of necessarily getting anything from that person, but you're building relationships with like minded people um, and you're getting to know them and they're becoming they trust you. You trust them then when they need somebody, they're not going to go to the stranger on, on Google or on Yelp. They're going to come to the person that they know most times, you know, they're going to come to the person that they have a connection with and that they have some trust and some, and some 
history with. And so, you know, a lot of times we're talking about seeds and, and letting things gestate. You know, I had known this particular brother for probably four years, you know, and seen him here and there and the other where at different events and, and, you know, and had no idea that this was going to happen four years down the road, you know, but, but we have had that network, you know? Yes. And so that's a whole other thing about the law of gestation. Invest in people, invest in your network, invest in going and supporting other people. Even when you're not getting anything out of it, invest in it because you never know when that's going to come back around and you never know how it's going to benefit you to be there and be part of that energy and be part of that give and take, you know, and ha- have you seen that happen with, with networking where it's been a blessing for you later? Oh, absolutely. And like you were talking about, like it, that, um, you know, you met a person four years ago and, and now it's coming back around in, in the different ways. And so I am queen of networking. Uh, my page is all about my personal Facebook page is all about making connections. Um, and so like you said, just having the patience and investing in relationships. And I love the organicness of it, um, especially with how I do it and how other people like us, we're doing it. I'm on this platform with you. And, um, you know, it's just interesting how the universe connects people. And I think when, when it comes to having relationships with other people, I always go back to patience because to me, being able to connect with people and being able to grow a seed and not throw this, not dig the seed up and toss it out and stump it out and being able to go through the process and let things work out. It takes patience and, you know, you, sometimes it takes, it takes time. And so enjoying that process and knowing that everything is going to work out is great. And so with me growing this Facebook group, I'm doing it very, very organically, like one person at a time. When it comes to, I don't have, you know, per se paid offers right now, but I do a lot to bring people together and get to know people. And so just being able to trust, you know, going back to trust and faith during the gestation process, trusting that once you planted the seed, you're going to be given what you need to water it. And when it's time for it to come up and grow, it's going to do that. When it's time for it to blossom, it's going to do that. When the harvest is there, it's going to be there. So just trusting that gestation process. And then having fun and enjoying that that journey of that seed coming to life. And your uh, story, I was going to say, it's just so encouraging. So I just want to encourage anybody watching, you know, um, no matter where you are in that gestation process, know that when it's time for the harvest, the harvest will be there. And we just um, can consider practicing trusting the gestation process. I like that. And and I like what you were talking about, about the journey, enjoying the journey. You know, so many times people are focused on the end result, that they're missing the growth. Um, they're missing the lessons. Um, and one thing I would encourage everybody to do, if you don't publish it, but just to do it for yourself. I wrote a memoir and uh, my memoir is about the last seven years of my life. And I, when I went back and I looked at, you know, seven is, is a cycle of completion. So, um, I, it was 2014 to 2021. That was a seven year period. And I released it February of last year in 2022. But when I went back to the day I got divorced in June of, of 2014, and then I went all the way through December of, of 2021, I saw so many epiphanies and, and, and I saw so much growth and healing. If I had not taken the time to delve deep into where was I, how was I thinking? How was I feeling? What did I learn? How did I grow? You know, how am I different now than I was then? Um, I, I saw my healing journey just, you know, unfold as I was writing that book. And then I was able to share that. And, and it was, it was totally transformative for me, (laughs) but it was also transformative for everybody who picked up the book 
and they got to see themselves at whatever stage they were in, if they were coming out of a divorce, if they're dating, you know, I had a whole lot of things that happened in that seven year period. I had, I began, became an entrepreneur. I became a podcaster, I became an author, a uh, spoken word artist. My kids left home, came back, left home, came back, left home, came back. I became a grandmother. You know, it was so many things. But the thing is, all of those things, those transitions were part of my journey. And that journey was creating the person that I am today, the person who thinks a certain way and feels a certain way and has learned a, a lot of lessons. And so it was, it was a great thing to go back and then come forward. And, and I think that that's a great thing. You know, sometimes people do that at the beginning of the year, you know, as they're getting their tax documents together, they're thinking back over their financial past year. But I think it's good to do that emotionally and mentally and, and really reflect uh, on a year, two years, seven years, and really think about what is this journey? What seeds did I plant that I did harvest? What seeds did I plant that are still in the process of growing, you know, and to really take stock? Because I think that if we don't take stock, we end up not gaining everything we can from our journey. Yes, 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 I agree. Um, I, I always talk about being making use of things. And I think it's so important to recognize all that we've already done. And when it comes to self-exploration and self-discovery and um I, that's why I say it's so fun because it's like you get to look back over and make sure, like you said, make sure you're not missing something, making sure that you're being grateful. Like sometimes we think, oh, I shouldn't be where I'm at right now. I, sh you know, I should be here. I should be here. Well, wait a second. Have we expressed gratitude for where we are? Because looking back, do you remember when you wanted to be where you are now? Do you have you recognized and acknowledged all the things that, you, you know, that have came into existence based upon what you said. So like, I think taking the time to do that inventory so that we can express proper recognition and be aware of, wow, I have done some things. And so sometimes we can look back and say, okay, I, you know, it's put the pieces together. So no matter what you look back and find, it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. And you, and it's something that you can make use of. And so I think, I, I enjoy that part of the journey a lot, like looking back and taking doing that self-awareness. And when it comes to like this time of year, setting new goals, I think it's important to take the time to take inventory to make sure you give proper reverence, recognition for all of it. The things that worked out the way it worked out, but also the other parts too. you know, make sure there's no need to ignore it. It's like, OK, well, let me make sure I make use of this, too. I said I was going to do this. I didn't. OK, well, what happened? I said this. It didn't work out that way. Okay, how do I make it fit this year? So, yeah. You know, speaking of that too, there's a Beyonce song and she says something like, uh, good looking out, you know, I wanted you bad. I'm so through with that. But honestly, you turned out to be the best thing I never had. <laughs> Sometimes when we look back, some of the seeds that we planted didn't come to fruition. And sometimes that's a good thing yeah. because some of those seeds that we were planting may not have been the best thing for us. Um, and, and that's a whole other thing too, to, to realize that sometimes it's a blessing that everything doesn't happen instantly. Sometimes we get a chance to, to pull up some seeds that we don't really want to develop and put some other seeds in their place. Um, and, and that's a whole nother thing to, to realize we can change, we can grow, we can uh, realize, you know, sometimes you know, I went to college and I ended up changing my major like three times because uh, it just wasn't working, you know? And, and so sometimes you do that. And I don't look at that time that I spent in those classes as a loss. I look at it as a learning experience. Yeah. Because I learned what was not appropriate for me, what what really didn't fit my heart, my desire, what I thought was going to be a good fit for me, but no. And and so sometimes you do have to have that semester or that month or that year or whatever where you go down a path and it doesn't end up 
being what you thought it would be, but it's okay because you learned and you grew. And, and that's a whole nother thing. I think that sometimes we beat ourselves up, but we don't need to because, you know, there are lots of business people, the first, second, third business that they created, they all failed, but they learned the things that led to them succeeding in that next business. Yeah, I wanted to answer that real quick. I think I always admire people, uh, and I think of us sometimes as gardeners, and we have a garden, and so we have to cultivate this garden and make it beautiful or make it whatever we want. And so since we're the gardeners, we can be creative and useful and make the garden however we want to make it. And so like you said, sometimes... Um, there's something in the garden that we no longer want there. And I think it's so brave and courageous. And like it's like facing, you're facing something and you're like, you know what? I appreciated you for what you did when you were here, but now I need this space for something different. So I'm going to take this stuff and maybe I could make use of it in another way, but we're going to transform this into something else because I no longer need this. And so um, I love how we are so brave and courageous and creative to be able to say, okay, it's time to destroy this and we're going to use it in a different way. You know, I love that. And and I like the whole idea of recycling too. Um, you know, sometimes people, they are upset when a relationship ends or a job ends or certain circumstances end and they're like, okay, uh, I failed. But you can look at it as failure or you can look at it as change and growth and, and, and recycling and, and, you know, moving to a different thing. And sometimes we don't need to uh, stay in something just because we have a habit of being in it. You know, we can do something different. So I wanted you to share um, whatever you wanted to share for these last like eight or nine minutes, you know, about your group, about which you have uh, ways people can get in contact with you, ways they can connect with you, things that you're doing, you know, that other people might want to, I've got kind of got some of your things going across the screen down at the bottom. So what do you want to share with people? Okay. So I just want to share that um, I have a personal Facebook page. It's Tiffany Chanel GMT on that page is where I host a, live every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's where the connectors connect. So if you're a connector, if you're a networker, if you have gifts, skills, and talents, and you want to connect with other people who have gifts, skills, and talents in a reciprocal way, in a resourceful way, then I would invite you to tune in and send me a friend request if we're not already friends. And we can, um, you can watch the live on Wednesdays. I usually repin the most recent live in the pin section. Last, there's a pinned, um, live on there right now with a brother named Timothy Stewart. He talked about the 12 principles to inner peace last Wednesday. If you haven't seen that live, if I were you, I would go check out that principle because he talks about the the principles protect your purpose and your uh, potential. And so he talks about cultivating that inner character with things such as honesty, awareness, gratitude, willpower. So he talks about what particular internal characteristics to cultivate so that your purpose doesn't die, so that that seed doesn't get buried, so that that seed does blossom. So check out that live if you haven't every Wednesday. If you have something to talk about, looking for a stage, you want to get your story out. I also have a stage feel free to connect with me to get on that stage on Wednesdays at 6.30. So that's one thing. Another thing I have going on right now is um, a Facebook group. And in the Facebook group, it is for people who love to, I say, correct themselves. So love to identify the, the, the like we're, I want us to imagine that we're gardeners. And so in a garden, sometimes you might have a weed growing. Sometimes maybe a can and rolled up in the garden and it's a couple cans in the garden. It might be some piles of dust from some molds that's done come through. And as the gardener, if you want a nice looking garden, you're going to have to go through and do something about the molds. You might do something about the weeds. You might have to do something about the cans in the garden. And so likewise, in our life, we might have doubt 
that's keeping us from being fulfilling the purpose that we're here to fulfill. We might have fear and we might have shame. We might have unforgiveness. We might have all these little things. And so as the gardener of our lives, when we plant these seeds, sometimes the seed hasn't grown or blossomed the way we want it to blossom because maybe there's these things in our garden that need to come up. So the Facebook group is for uh, people who love to correct themselves. So identifying these things in ourselves that we can be better at so that we can be who we're here to be. So if you think you might be a good fit for that group, you can always send me a direct message on Facebook. And if you just send me a direct message and say group, I can send you a request to get in that group. So that's another thing I have, the Facebook group. I have the personal Facebook page. It has tons of resources on there. If you're a resourceful person, I would maybe just scroll through there and see if there's anything you can make use of. I also have a YouTube page and the YouTube page is, I think it might be on here. Um, if you want access to the YouTube page, it's on my personal Facebook page, the background. I have the channel on there. Um, I also have a blog. It hasn't been updated in a while, but it is there with some content. I have an Instagram and I make comments in my stories all the time on there. So um, if, if you're a connector, if you love being in a healthy relationship with yourself, if you love making the corrections on yourself and being aware of yourself, if you're interested in the gestation process, like I said, in the group, um, I use a I got like five minutes. So I'm um, in the group. I use this eight step system that I was mentioning and this eight step system. I take the definite aim and I go through 45 day cycles to actually gestate this process. I know there's a lot of processes out there and systems out there. I would encourage all of us to if we haven't created one of our own, maybe consider figuring out which system or process works for us, because having that system or in process in place and you clearly defined what happens during each cycle, it makes the gardening process all the more easier as a gardener of our own individual gardens in life. So um, I think that's pretty much all I have going on right now. Like I said, I am writing a book. Um, I think I said that Suzanne before the show. So I am writing a book, but that's to come later. So for right now, I'm connecting with people. So if you're like-minded, if you know that you're a gardener in your own life, if you you have seeds in the ground, then I like to connect with other gardeners. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the book writing process because that is, uh, writing a book is, is, is a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a great thing. It's a great thing. I encourage everybody to write something, you know, whether it's journals, poetry, books, I think writing is a way to tap into that inner genius and bring it out to where we can look at it and, and help ourselves to manifest the lives of our dreams. So I think writing is definitely one of those tools that we can use for that. I agree. So I wanted to thank you for uh, being with us on this energy podcast and you know, we, we covered a lot talking about the law of gestation, talking about being patient and realizing that seeds need to germinate and that, you know, there is a journey and that we can enjoy that journey and have balance on that journey and, and also network and, and have surrender yes. on that journey. <laughs> um, and, and that those internal qualities, you know, my whole podcast is about that whole idea of us having a toolbox of all kinds of mindset um, and inner qualities that we can use and tap into to live our best lives, to have more peace and fulfillment in our lives. And so um, I love, you know, some of the things you were talking about, about focusing on internal things, focusing on those definite aims and trying to bring those to, to the front so that we can, um, manifest the lives of our dreams. And um, for the people that are watching, my link tree is on the screen. Um, I actually have four books out. So um, I showed my children's book, You Are Loved and Wanted Because You're You. So this is actually for all ages. It's, it's a kid's book, but there's a lot of kids books that are really for everybody. Um, this is my volume two um, Zenergize Your Life, which actually I turned into a planner, which is going to be released today. And this is my memoir, Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures. 
And then this was my first guided journal that I did, Zenergize Your Life, Volume 1. And so all of these are on Amazon. Um, Plenty of Guppies is also on uh, barnesandnoble.com and Ingram Spark. But you can find my books. You know, if you Google Zenache books, you can find those, you know, on Amazon or on Barnes and Noble. So, so I want to thank um, everybody who was listening. I want to thank my guest, Tiffany Chanel. And I would love, you know, for people who are listening or watching to go back and look at other episodes of the Zenergy podcast to tap in with Tiffany Chanel and her group and uh, her, her blog. And I want to thank you guys for joining us and may you walk in Zenergy. Have a great night. Zenashea, a newly divorced 43-year-old Southern woman, wanted a fresh start. She'd heard there were plenty of fish to choose from in the modern dating pond. What she discovered were plenty of guppies, exactly 101 of them. The result? A provocative, transparent, raw, and delightfully uncensored account of her experiences with the 101 men she encountered on her journey to find the one. In Plenty of Guppies, Zen spills all the tea on dating psychology, relationships, and self-discovery while giving readers a rare glimpse into the life of an award-winning artist and best-selling author. The book is an enlightening narrative that explores gender roles and identity outside of societal expectations. Zen has written a refreshingly mature modern-day epic of online dating, layering her personal story with erotic poetic verses and passionate prose that frame her journey toward rebuilding a life as a single woman and adjusting to both an empty nest and boomeranging children.